need to have a competitive pay and benefits offering. And so when you go to do that, the employers end up paying for a lot of things that go unused just because there's there's too much to communicate. And what's just amazing about the time and space we're in now is you can really use personalization to surface opportunities from among and within those programs and benefits at the right time in a way where it's really a, a health and benefits journey of one. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, Ben Eubanks here. Welcome to We Are Only Human. I am really excited to have you here with us for a conversation about health, about well-being, about benefits, all those things wrapped together. We cover those occasionally here on the show and there's some cool announcements coming up that are changing the space. And I'm excited to have John Halloran here from Mobile Health. We're going to talk about some of the things they're doing and how they're serving clients and why this matters, I think, in the bigger picture. So John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So before we, we dive into some of those things, tell me a little about yourself. What do you do and uh, how do you spend your time? When I'm not working on mobile health, I've got two kids. I've got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old who are uh, avid surfers. So we spend a lot of time going around the world looking for surf breaks for them to try out and just enjoying the process of watching them grow up. My wife and I, we live in Laguna Beach, a little beach town in Southern California, and I'm from the Northeast. So I never thought surfing would be a high school sport, Ben, but apparently it is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's, I think Northeast, like rowing would be a high school sport maybe, but That's right. uh, it's a different one down there. We don't have either of those here in, in the Southeastern US. So we, we have our own, we have to make our own fun. So I'm so excited to talk to you about some of the things that are happening in the the health well-being space, because this is what you and the team do every day. And one of the things I want to ask you to cue this up and help us understand more about what mobile health does is I'd love for you to tell us your story, right? Where'd the company come from? Why in the world are you spending your time on this of all the things that you could pick? Tell me that story a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. It start, we started in talent management. So I had founded a company with a team in California called Worldwide Compensation. We got rated best in class for global compensation and got snapped up by a company called Taleo, which became Oracle's HCM suite. And so we were in the middle of that. And I was meeting, I was having lunch with a with one of our clients who had deployed our software and they were getting ready to transition and become an Oracle customer. And they were just a very supportive, great customer. And they had just deployed a well-being solution from one of the carriers. And they had, they were really struggling with the communications, with the rewards, because they were they were giving people rewards for taking healthy actions, filling out a health assessment and staying active at a certain level and getting an annual wellness visit, that sort of stuff. And it was just very clunky and it didn't work well together. And it was a lot of pieced parts that were sewn together. And he literally said to me, gee, if, if you could just do for being in rewards, what you did for our employee compensation around the globe, that would be so much better. You guys really had a, a way to do this, to communicate it and make it easy for the employees. 
and unbeknownst to that client, I had actually started my career working for the health plans, selling health plans to large employers. I got out of it because costs kept going up and I didn't feel like I had any way to help the employer control costs. And so we started a discussion around, hey, what if we, what if we created a, a mobile first health and well-being platform and made all that go? And for me, it was personal because I had, I had a couple of kids at the time. I had sold a company to Taleo. They were great, fantastic group of people, just a really great time in my life. And I always felt it was a bit empty because both my parents had died young. And I always thought to myself, what a great way to pay it forward. If I always tell the new recruits when they come in, what we're trying to do is make sure that if we can get one more mom or dad to see their kid graduate from high school or college or get married and meet their grandchild, we will have succeeded. So that's the mission everyone here feels like they're on. How do we get people more active? How do we get them taking the screenings that they're supposed to be taking that so many people forget to do to catch cancers early, like that sort of thing. And that's something the platform does. And so when people wake up every day and come to work at Mobile Health, there's really a sense of purpose around this. Like we're, we're just really excited about the effects that this has. We started in 2020 and who could have possibly foreseen the COVID-19 pandemic and so now well-being is just more important than ever. Again, it's been quite a journey and we're just happy to wake up every day and help as many people as we can. Oh goodness, that's an incredible story. Wow. It, the thing you talked about there towards the end, the, the last year, I know one of the things that's been my go-to comments in the last year is for a long time, employers assumed when John showed up in the office and he was smiling, that he was happy, his family was healthy, that everyone was taken care of. And in the last year, partially because people were working more on the remote side and partially just because there's so much turmoil, we can't assume that anymore. We can't assume and just say, hey, the physical proximity, you show up here that everything's just going great, that you're, you're all okay. And in some ways, it's gonna shed more light, I think, more attention, more light on the conversation around well-being broadly, mental health, all those kind of things in the last year. That might be a, a silver lining of a dark cloud to help us realize, hey, wait a minute, we can't just take those things for granted anymore. What would you say to that? I think you're right on the money. I couldn't agree more. I think the numbers bear out six in 10 employees have a negative perception of their own well-being. So back to your statement, when they showed up smiling at the office and said, good morning, and was sharing around the coffee maker in the morning, and you assume they were okay, we just can't assume that anymore. There's just too much going on. And the stress of COVID-19 with parents at home, with their kids on Zoom instead of at school, with the financial pressure, the mental health and well-being, people that were in the cold weather states being inside for a whole year, it's, it has really taken a toll. And I, and I think people that talk about it has really accelerated everything. That I really I agree with that. I think it's been a big accelerant to bring more digital, more support, more focus on holistic well-being. I think you're right on the money with that though, Ben. And yet, so we understand there's a demand, there's a need, there's clearly an opportunity to serve there. And yet on the flip side, the, again, the world you play in as a technology company serving employers on the benefits kind of line item of their budget, there's so much challenge around that because I, I remember when I was working as an HR leader, we were juggling all these vendors and it was enough just to have a touch point with them once a month, much less actually getting the most out of any of those relationships. It was just trying to, to manage all of that. What are you seeing when you're talking to clients about how challenging it is to try to keep up with what's happening on that side of the business? 
Yeah, I, I think that's right, Ben. I think it's not a starvation problem. It's an indigestion problem. There's too many providers that have too many apps, too many websites where the employees just say, this all makes my head hurt. I just want to go away. And then what happens is the employer wants to purchase a set of benefits and a set of programs that make them competitive. So when you're coming in the front door, it becomes a, a compete for talent issue. You need to have a competitive pay and benefits offering. And so when you go to do that, the employers end up paying for a lot of things that go unused just because there's there's too much to communicate. And what's just amazing about the time and space we're in now is you can really use AI and personalization to surface opportunities from among and within those programs and benefits at the right time in a way that we really haven't had an opportunity to do in the past. It's really a, it's a game changer. And our mission, the way we see it is we want to bring well-being to the masses by making it easy for these employers to um, design a program, communicate a program, integrate and refer. Like who, when are we referring you to, if we find out somebody's pregnant or we, we think somebody's pregnant, we say, Hey, we've, we, the employer has purchased Ovia. Maybe you should go in and check that out. Or if it looks like somebody may be on the borderline diabetic, Hey, there's, there's Omada over here. You, you, did you know that was a service you can provide? And you may get an incentive for, for checking in and see if you're eligible. So we can start to make sense out of all this stuff using AI and personalization in a way where it's really a, a health and benefits journey of one. And, and that's what's so exciting about this is we can really make it all about that employer and support their culture, but we can make it all about their employee and bring the things to that employee that are most relevant to them. And, and we see engagement, adoption, usage go up when we're able to do that and when we work in concert with those um, employers. And we do most of the work for the employer. So we really try to, that'll probably make your head hurt as an HR um, practitioner. How are we going to organize and orchestrate all this? That's exactly what mobile health is here. I'm going to, for those listening into this right now, I, I'm going to go ahead and admit this because this is something that I've messed up on. And I'm going to also paint with a broad brush and say a lot of companies don't do this very well. You just talked about a minute ago, the importance of communication. And we spend so much time planning and prepping and thinking about the benefits we're going to, we're going to choose. We spend all this effort and money acquiring them. And then we were like, oh, by the way, that's over there. You can go check that out or log into this portal and you can see the list of 50 different options that you can leverage. And I've done that in the past where we had employees that had some sort of need, had a life event happen. And like, hey, by the way, don't forget, you've got this disability coverage or you've got this mm -hmm. other thing over here. And what do you mean? I don't pay for that. I'm like, no, no, we pay for that for you. What are you yeah. talking about? And, <laughs> and it was I, those moments when they happen, I'm like, I, we are not doing a good enough job because we're paying X for the, the total aggregate of all the things we're offering them. And we're never going to get the ROI we expected because the people don't realize that those are available, especially in those moments like you're talking about, those kind of key pivotal moments where they can take advantage of something where, when they need it because there's, there's an emergency, they need it because there's, there's some sort of preventative care, like all these kind of opportunities. We don't do a good enough job of really sharing that. And I think part of the problem, what you're saying there is because it's, we don't, if we're doing it on sheer human power, we'll never be able to understand the difference between what Ben needs and Ben's family needs and what John needs and John's family needs. There's too much variation. And that's why we need that's right. technology to really help us do that. Yeah, and really now, and again, we've we made an announcement this morning. We've announced an eight-year partnership with Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield to help them help their employers make building a culture of health 
easy for those employers. And this is exactly the stuff we're talking about, right? How we're going to do the rewards and the well-being challenges for them, the peer-to-peer challenges. And what's interesting to us, Ben, and what's really fascinating is if you think about health and benefits and health, well-being and benefits, where's the activation point? right? When does somebody want to step into that world? It's usually when they have a dire need. Or in our case, if there's a team challenge going on and somebody from your department says, hey, we're going we're gonna to challenge those darn salespeople and see who can walk through Antarctic faster, right? It's a friendly group challenge and we're going to earn points along the way. And now what's happening is you're getting, you're activating that person to get in and get introduced to this world and this health and benefits ecosystem in a fun way, as opposed to in the time of dire need. And so we, we think that well-being and rewards and communications are just a fantastic way to begin and sustain the activation of these members in their health and well-being journeys. And it's a fun thing. It's, hey, I'm going to go compete with my colleagues. Once I compete with my colleagues, I'm, I'm part of a culture. Again, we say we make building a culture of health easy. It starts with those team challenges, those peer challenges, right? Earning rewards, getting a communication that, hey, it's starting. Come on in. Tell your friends, that kind of stuff. And now what you're getting is now you're in the experience where all of those health and benefits programs and benefits live, and you can actually start to learn about them in a way that's more natural and it isn't coerced and it's in the time and place that you want with signal that we're learning about the individual to say, Hey, you might be interested in this. We notice your steps. We notice how active you are and you seem excited about this. Have you thought about this other thing? And that's what the beauty of AI, it can help us do that without having humans in the middle because it is so, there is so much variation to really understand what Ben needs that we can do a lot of trial and error using the AI algorithm. So it's really exciting. I'm the AI like nerd over here. So I love talking about <laughs> those things, but you mentioned something that I, I want you to define this for me, if you don't mind, because you said the phrase culture of health, at least once or twice there in the last few minutes. Can you tell me what, how you define that? What does a culture of health look like for those people listening in? They're thinking about their company. What sort of things should they be looking for if they want to know if they have a culture of health or not? Ben, that is the Um, million dollar question, because when you're supporting an employer's culture, it's less about us as a vendor. And it's more about that employer. Most employers already have a culture. They're known for something, but what they don't do is what you just raised earlier. They don't communicate it well and reinforce the culture well. So because we will, when people get into sort of what's mobile health and what do we do, we say we're the only low code digital health and well-being platform. What that really means is that we can customize these programs specific for that employer. We can put their branding all over it. We can reinforce their culture about about why they're going through these programs. One example, we have a big um, client, two big clients in the accounting space, accounting and audit space, EY and KPMG. And we did a recharge challenge for them. But the problem they had was they have a lot of young, very hardworking individuals that are in in their apartments in Chicago, San Francisco, New York, billing, billing clients to do projects. And as COVID wore on and they were out of the office, how do, how do we make it, how do we make, how do we make it so that they could feel more connected to their colleagues and feel connected to that culture that you just talked about? So the recharge challenge was completely custom. It was a holistic well-being challenge. It was team-based. So you formed a team and you see who could do the most healthy actions. And at the end, we had everybody vote that participated on what charity would get the, the winnings. And I think each client, each company put up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in charitable. They were very generous 
charitable contributions, who's most in need. So you had several things going on and this had nothing to do with mobile health. We simply helped EY and KPMG with the program they wanted. So when we talk about a culture of health, they knew what they wanted to do. We have a set of natively built software. We're not built on acquisitions. We're hundred percent native. We were able to look at what they wanted to do and set up the program, the communication, the design, the rewards, the fulfillment, exactly the way they wanted. So it was really less about mobile health as a well-being and rewards provider. It was more about how could mobile health use our tool set to help them execute on a recharge challenge that encouraged teams encourage charitable giving, had a certain design that they were excited about and execute on that. I think we did that in 45 days. And EY is a very large customer. So is KPMG. So that's the sort of the power. We, when we think of culture, we think of it as supporting that employer's culture. It's not about us, right? It's about them. They have a culture that they want to propagate and we're here to help them. Now, we think communication is important. We think if employees hear it from the top, that's important. If there's, if well, I think well-being now is a board level issue with, for all the reasons you just described, COVID-19, the number of people that need mental health services, mental health services, the number of people who show up and smile, but have other things that they're struggling with. We used to say in the early days, if you had a fleet of trucks, you'd change the oil, right? You got to do the same thing for your workers, except human beings are so much more complicated than machines. So this is why you need a holistic well-being approach, because you don't know what each individual is struggling with. Yes, of course, it could be their physical health, but it could be their financial well-being. It could be that they don't feel socially connected. It could be something about their career and how they're progressing or not progressing. It could be something around their emotional health, their resilience, et cetera. So having all of that that you can bring to the employer, but you make it easy for that employer to deploy because the HR professionals, they have enough to do. Their workload exceeds the staffing that they have in almost every case. Rarely do we see an overstaffed HR department, Ben. Maybe you found one, we haven't. So it's really important and incumbent upon us as the vendor to say, okay, we're here to support you. We wanna support you building a culture of health. We're gonna do the bulk of the work. How do you want us to do this? And in EY and KPMG's uh, uh, case, it was we, we wanna build a recharge challenge to help our people come out of the pandemic get them reconnected, get them feeling uh, emotionally and socially well and physically active, all of those things. I and mean, it was really successful. They were thrilled about it. We're, we're doing more for them every day. So it's, it's really gratifying to see us to have that kind of impact on employers like that. I love that story. I love that you, you pointed out some of those key elements there, right? Representation at the top, leadership, communication there, all those kinds of things that wrap into this. One of my good friends has a, has a, a way he describes it. He's the chief learning officer. And he says, every company has a learning culture. It's just, it might not be what you want it to be. And you've got to have some aspirations for what you want that target to be. And I think the same thing fits there. Every company has a culture around health, whether it's we ignore it, we don't prioritize it, or we are trying to make that front and center because we know that the benefits are beyond just been having a healthier life, but it's been, as you mentioned at the very beginning, right? Ben's family is going to be able to see him for the foreseeable future. He'll be able to be there for those milestones and those key moments. And the company gets the benefit of someone who's connected, who's who's healthy, who's ready to work and ready to put in their best efforts. And they can tell that the company actually appreciates them because they're pouring into their health, not just trading dollars for hours. So I love those things you're talking about there and how that wraps in. I want to ask you one last question before we wrap up here. You mentioned the announcements with Anthony Blue Cross, like that, that's coming. That's this exciting new partnership. I want to ask you 
whether it's along those lines or something more broad, what do you see as the most exciting frontier in this conversation around health and well-being? Is it the ability for AI tools to be able to be really personalized so every individual out there working for all the companies listening in here for those individuals to have that that connection, that support, that service they need? Is it something else? I'd just love to hear from you because you're so deep in this space. What is What things that really are exciting you right now? Yeah, Ben, I think you hit it. I, I think it's for us, it's, I, I think if you're a large employer for a long time, you could hire a vendor and do a lot of this stuff at pretty substantial expense. So what technology tends to do is it comes in and it democratizes services. And I would say with mobile health and our low code approach, we're going to be making well-being rewards, well-being challenges accessible to tens of thousands of employers that previously either you know had some level of it or had um, none of it. And so I think it's the, the technology enables it to be more accessible and technology along with price point. So employers will be able to purchase these services on behalf of their employees at a price point that's affordable, where much of the service will come prepackaged and they'll be able to do it, but they'll still be able to customize it. And if you read the press release with Anthem, really what they're saying is, hey, mobile, what mobile health is going to do here, guys, is help us customize well-being programs and rewards programs so that these employers can really make it theirs. And that's what's exciting. Previously, it was really hard for a smaller or mid-sized employer to do that at scale because it was just too expensive. They'd have to hire one of the big one of the big vendors and the vendor would charge them a lot of money to customize. And a lot of those vendors have grown up through acquisition. So it gets expensive. We think that if we can bring this to the masses, we can try to help as many people as humanly possible. And that sort of fits the initial vision and, and mission that we set out to do, which is again, if we can get, we started out with, if we can just change the life of one individual to see their kid graduate from high school, college, have a baby, meet the grandchild. Now we have an opportunity to affect millions of people. And so to us, it's just, it's a great mission. We're excited about it every day. And bringing this to the masses, I think is really what's exciting about what we're doing. Excellent. That is so fun. So if someone is listening into this, I, you mentioned the press release. I'll make sure and get the link to that into the show notes for everyone here. They can go and check that out, learn more about that partnership. But if they want to learn more about mobile health or connect with you and the team, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, mobilehealthconsumer.com is our website. You can also email us at info at mobilehealthconsumer.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Again, we are passionate about helping employers build cultures of health so they can help their employees to live better lives. The more of that we can do, Ben, the better. Tremendous. I'm with you on that, John. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, for sharing your your passion for the space. And this, I've had a lot of fun and I've learned a lot, actually, in the conversation about what it takes to build a better culture of health. And I hope the audience has as well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate, the, appreciate your time. Absolutely. To everybody else, thanks for hanging out with us today. As John just wrapped up with in his comments, this, the work we get to do in HR isn't just about serving the employees that we're serving. That's part of it. But we're also serving their families and the people that are connected to them in their personal lives and, and beyond. So we have a chance to really make an impact. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go check out the links in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time on We Are Only Human. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. 
After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com.